Welcome to the Equipping You in Grace podcast, hosted by Dave Jenkins. The Equipping You in Grace podcast is a podcast about helping Christians develop a biblical worldview in a conversational tone about issues inside and outside the church. Now, for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to the Equipping You and Grace podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this podcast. And today, uh, we're going to talk about something that is really important. I think it's something that we don't talk enough about as Christians, and that is the dangers of sex trafficking. Uh, The first thing that we want to talk about to bring this home is there's been a recent case that we've seen in the news over the last year or so. And that case is Gazelle Maxwell. This is a case that's got the national media. Uh, Maxwell, of course, is the former girlfriend of the now deceased and disgraced uh, Jeffrey Epstein, who is found dead under questionable circumstances in his jail cell in Manhattan, New York on August 10th, 2019, while awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges. Maxwell has been charged with conspiracy and perjury in a multi-state sex trafficking ring involving unnamed minors and and, uh, Virginia Groff between 1994 and 97. She's accused of recruiting and grooming Epstein's victims while also abusing sexually some of them herself. She has consistently denied Uh, These allegations that she's accused recently, um, as of this recording, which is towards the end of uh, December of 2021, uh, she was uh, convicted by a jury, uh, five of those six charges. And so uh, she faces up to about uh, 65 years in prison. Her case is an important one because it it's opened people's eyes to the substantial problem of sex trafficking in America and around the world. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. In fact, in June of 2020, the Department of the State for the United States of America released a report, Trafficking in Persons Report. The report, in summary, very briefly aims to disclose the following. Trauma, bonding, and human trafficking, accountability for UN peacekeepers, faith-based efforts to combat human trafficking, human trafficking of athletes, extraterrestrial commercial child sexual exploitation and abuse, evolving information and improving responses, engineering healthcare for survivors of human uh, trafficking, the intersection of human trafficking and addictions. According to the Bureau of Justice of the Human Trafficking Cases reported between January 2008 and Janu- of June of 2010, sex trafficking victims were more likely to be white, 26%, or black, 40%, compared to labor traffic victims, who were likely to be Hispanic, 63%, or Asian, 17%. The World Population Review, for example, it tells us that California has the highest human trafficking rate in the United States, with 1,507 cases in 2019. 1,118 of these cases were sex trafficking. These focused on illicit massages, spa business, even hotel or motel-based. 
Of these cases, 1,290 were female, 149 were male, 10 were gender minorities. The Operation Underground Railroad helpfully tells us that sex trafficking happens in all 50 states, Washington, D.C., and all U.S. territories. And they have also reported that sex trafficking happens to children and adults, males and females, from all social, religious, and economic backgrounds. Sex trafficking is about power. It's about control. And so sex traffickers, they look for vulnerable children or adults who don't have a good relationship with their friends or family. One of the lesser factors that that America contributes to in, in regards to sex trafficking is that the U.S. is the largest producer and consumer of pornography in the world. Both the production and the consumption of pornography feeds into the demand for sex trafficking in the United States. With that said, it isn't only men who are the perpetrators of sex trafficking. It's also women, although to a lesser degree. These can be family members, friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, even professionals such as coaches, therapists, teachers, and so on. Sexual abusers coerce children into sex trafficking. Now, you might assume that going to a pornography website and being just a consumer is okay and that it doesn't harm anyone. After all, it's just you and your privacy of your own house and the content you're viewing online. But the content online isn't like the news where you gather information and then discard it or even worse, uh, research it further. Behind pornography, the videos or even the images are real people, often underage people, and producers who shoot the recording and edit it. And by looking at pornography, you're supporting the slavery of men and women, boys and girls. You are part of the problem rather than the solution concerning sex trafficking in our country. In fact, to drive this home further, consider this fact. According to the international labor organizations, 4.8 million people are trapped or even forced into sexual exploitation globally. And $99 billion is genuinely annually from commercial sexual exploitation alone. In one survey from Thorne, 63% of underage sex trafficking victims said they had been advertised or even sold online. According to the anti-trafficking nonprofit Rescue Freedom, in nine countries, 49% of them were sexually exploited. Women, they said that pornography was made of them while they were being sold for sex. 80% of survivors report that their customers showed them pornography to illustrate the kinds of sexual acts that they want performed. Now, the reason that I mention this is by looking at pornography on your smartphone or even your laptop, you are perpetuating the sex trafficking industry. I urge you, if you are watching or viewing pornography... Stop it. Because the pornography industry, it feeds into the sex trafficking industry that makes billions and billions of dollars every year. If nothing else, stop being part of the problem. And if your heart breaks at the idea of children, some only just born being abused, tortured, and killed for someone else's sick pleasure, then can please keep watching or listening this episode. You see, the fight for human dignity in our world, it's very real, and it's on display against the fight against sex trafficking. As a Christian, I believe that every person is made in the image and likeness of God and is therefore deserving of dignity, value, 
and respect. And furthermore, as a Christian, I believe that everyone is a sinner by nature and by choice, and need the redemption which only Jesus Christ can provide, and since he is the only Savior and Lord. So if you're struggling with the idea of turning away from pornography or any other sin in your life, you, you need not continue to do so. You can turn from pornography and even sex trafficking, whether you are a producer or even a consumer of it, for there is hope in Jesus Christ alone. Sex trafficking is entirely possible to end. We don't know how the Maxwell case or even the other cases similar to it will end. It is easier to despair and think there's nothing to be done about such things. But what you need to understand is that your voice matters. Rather than being silent about sex trafficking, you need to speak up. And at the very least, you can be a voice for change. There are innocent children and adults trapped and are held captive all around our country and around the world today. Every life is vital to our civilization. And so I urge you, I plea with you to speak up, whether you do so in person, on, on social media, or uh, take courage, take heart, because in speaking out, you are standing with children and even adults who are precious in the eyes of the Lord, just as you are. And consider not only speaking out, but getting involved with Operation Under uh, Underground Railroad, Destiny Rescue, or any other anti-trafficking organization. Lastly, and most importantly, please pray for the families and victims of sex trafficking. Few issues in our days uh, have, have seen as little coverage as sex trafficking. And while there's lots of good work being done in this vital area of ministry, my goal in this episode is to also articulate a view of mankind with the goal of pointing us forward towards the gospel. You see, God created humanity to dwell in perfect harmony with the Lord. Adam lived in the garden with uninterrupted and unhurried time to lift up the Lord, to take dominion over the earth, and to enjoy his wife Eve. And then sin came into the world. Adam was told not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and yet he did so. Through Adam's sin, mankind now has a, has a sin nature and are sinners by nature and by choice. Unlike what modern psychology teaches, mankind is not improving. They're only sinning more. Mankind, instead of choosing to obey God, is bound in, the, uh, bound in slavery to the shackles of sin. And through the fall, man, while, while making many advances in the last century, is still a sinner by nature and by choice. Mankind chooses to rebel against God and to use the gift of technology in inappropriate and ungodly ways. Man invented the printing press to, to spread the glories of the gospel. And now the printing press is being used as a tool of secular media, media and Satan to spread humanism, false religion, and every ill the world now knows. Man created TV, and now he uses it to watch dirty movies. Man created movie theaters, and now they're used as a tool for Satan. Man created electronic devices such as laptops, tablets, smartphones, and even the technology that's used for, for Satan. And all of this can lead to despair. We may wonder, can there be anything done about the sin of ma mankind? Yes, yes, there can be, but only in the strength that the Holy Spirit provides to God's people. You see, God created man in his image and likeness, Genesis 1, 26-27 tells us. Theologians call this the Imago Dei. Uh, a man was created in the image of God for the explicit purpose of knowing and enjoying God. 
the Westminster Shorter Catechism in question one, answer one, says that God created man to glorify him and enjoy him forever. Now, the fight against pornography and sex trafficking is first and foremost an issue of human dignity. Do humans deserve to be worshipped? Or is God alone worthy of our worship and our adoration? When a man chooses to rebel against God, Romans 1 clearly teaches that man will worship what is created rather than the creator. You see, you and I, we live in an overly sexualized world where people feel they can do whatever we want. We live in a feelings-based culture. When the objective truth of God's word is denied and even tossed aside, there's only one basis for truth and for knowledge, and that is in man's opinion. Our our man-centered culture, it tells us to focus on how we feel. It tells us how we can improve. But we need to ask, how can a feelings-based culture help people who are struggling with pornography? What hope does a feel-good culture offer to a mother of a child whose child was just taken away and sold into sex trafficking? While our culture says to the woman who had an abortion that your rights are all that matter, the guilt and the shame are still there. To the mother whose child was just taken, our culture says, we will do our best to find your child, even though they may not ever do it. To the feel-good culture of our day our culture says pornography is acceptable even permissible feel good about yourself and do whatever you want is the message that our culture loudly proclaims for example it's often thought there's there's nothing wrong with pleasuring yourself even if you're married just go ahead and do it feel good well the truth is is that our culture offers much but at the end of the day it doesn't promote anything other than a false gospel which provides no hope for sinners or for broken families tattered by sin. Sex trafficking is a very real problem in our day. Oftentimes children are abducted, they're taken away from their families in countries all over the world, including the United States as we've seen. Children are stolen away from their families and sold into bondage. And people don't even realize this, but even in the United States, sex slavery is alive and well. Over the last few years especially, I've become burdened on the issue of sex trafficking. I've witnessed several friends engage in the good work of rescuing children affected by sex trafficking. And when they come back home to the United States, they tell me their stories. And wow, it's so powerful. It's amazing to see how God is rescuing precious children and even whole families from the sex trafficking industry. So let's say you go to a porn website today. And no, I'm not advocating that you turn off this episode and go and watch uh, one of those porn videos. I'm just using an example. And you view the content and then you feel guilty as you should. Your conscience is telling you that going to that website is wrong. You are being convicted of your sin by the Holy Spirit. But you become excited by what you saw and so you go back later. What you need to understand next is that you're on the fast track towards slavery, towards pornography. By looking at that pornography website, you are supporting the slavery of men and women, boys and girls, into the bondage of sex slavery. Now imagine yourself in a locked room. In that room, you're chained to the wall. You don't have the key, you can't escape, and the chains hold you fast. In fact, you cannot even move. Day in and day out, you're chained there with no end in sight. You don't have a window in this room to see anything out of it. You're overwhelmed by your hopelessness. 
The reality is that many people around the world live in such rooms, both physically and spiritually. Spiritually, people today live in rooms like this all the time. That's why they're in the bondage of sin. Instead of the chains being broken and those people walking in newness of life, many would rather live enslaved to pornography. And while many young children live in sex slavery, these people support the sex slavery industry through the pornography industry. They're one and the same. The porn industry feeds into the sex trafficking industry. Both industries make billions of dollars each year. The fight for human dignity in our world in our world is very real. It's a matter that I believe God takes very seriously. He created us in his image and his likeness to reflect his glory to the world. The image of God in man since the fall has been marred by sin. Man is a sinner by nature and by choice. Now, pornography and sex trafficking are ultimately assaults on the glory of God. God created man to know him. Man rebelled and, and thus needs a savior to die in his place and for his sin. This Savior is Jesus, and he bled and died in the place of sinners. What was once seemingly unthinkable is now possible because of Christ. Christ redeems men. He takes them from the room of bondage and transfers them into the glory of his glorious light. Mankind can now only be freed from the slavery of sin by knowing Jesus the Master, who frees men from slavery through his death, burial, and resurrection. We live in a dark world. People today, if they were to understand how dark and how evil our world is, would fall into despair very, very easily. Many people who understand how dark and evil our world is have fallen into despair, discouragement, or depression. It's a sad place out there with people ultimately hurting other people, murdering them, taking them captive for their own pleasure. This is ultimately what pornography does. It takes, it takes, and it takes. It's self-serving and self-worship. Sex trafficking does the same. It takes, it takes, and it takes until there's nothing to take anymore from the person. And then they take another person. And on and on it goes. We live in a consumer culture. And this is multiplied a thousand times over with the sex trafficking in the pornography world. The gospel is good news in the midst of a feel-good consumeristic culture. While people today want everything immediately, they want to snap their fingers and get it, God calls his people to wait. He doesn't promise a bed of roses. Instead, he says in John 16, that in this world there will be tribulation. Those who are working in the areas of sex trafficking and helping pornography uh, people enslaved to pornography come out of an enslavement to it know this well. The war that wages for the souls of mankind is very real. Paul talks about this in Ephesians 6, 11 through 18. We are to gird ourselves up for battle as soldiers and to take our own sins seriously. While we are saved from sin and to Jesus, we are still actively to put our own sin to death before we minister to others. We're, we're not to live how we want to live as Christians. Instead, we're to point others to the one who brings true satisfaction and pleasures forevermore. As a child, I loved going to the ocean. My family and I would go to the beach in Oregon and enjoy our time there. My brothers and I would race go-karts, and, and they had these bikes called banana bikes. You could go right on the beach. I loved going to the beach. As a teenager, I fell in love quickly with golf for much the same reason uh, as I loved going to the beach. I loved being outside. I loved spending time in God's creation. I loved the athleticism of golf. 
And while I haven't been back to the beach in a long time now, I still play golf. I love going and playing golf with my friends during my high school years. Golf was an idol for me. I spent all my time, all my effort, all my ability wrapped up in getting better. I even thought I could go professional, and I was told by many people that I could have. My identity, my worth, my value were wrapped up in my ability to play good at tournaments. And sadly, I often fail. Golf was a poor idol. My own worst enemy wasn't golf. It was Dave Jenkins. You see, while I pursued pleasure for pleasure's sake, God desires that his people seek pleasures forevermore in him. Instead of living in slavery like the imaginary room I mentioned earlier in this episode, God has unshackled his people through Christ. They are no longer slaves and servants to Satan and his minions. Instead, God's people have been freed by the king to proclaim the acceptable time and the season of the Lord in the gospel. You see, God is for freedom. He is for taking captives and turning their lives around inside out and using them in a powerful way. Perhaps today you are a captive. You never saw yourself enslaved and ensnared by sin. Perhaps you even uh, supported enslavement to pornography by viewing it on one of your devices on your laptop, your desktop, or your cell phone. Perhaps you're even a producer of pornography, or perhaps you are a sex trafficking victim or a trafficker of children yourself. Wherever you are today listening or watching this episode, there is hope and there is freedom for you. Like you, I'm my own worst enemy. I deserve hell and damnation, but God in Christ says otherwise. Instead of enslavement and domination, Jesus desires to set the captives free. He longs to redeem those who are stuck in the muck and mire of sin, like the prodigal son who gave away his inheritance, only to find out that that his true riches were his family. You see, as Christians, we have a true family, and we have a heavenly Father who loves us. Today, I want to close by urging you in three ways to get involved in the sex trafficking industry. First, pray for those who are enslaved to pornography and engaged in the sex trafficking industry. We have a high priest in Jesus who who in every way understands what we are going through, and yet he is also unlike us in that we never sin. he never sinned. As Christians, we can come boldly before the throne of God's grace. And so let's get serious about praying for those enslaved in pornography and sex trafficking industries. Let's pray for those engaging in producing pornography and in trafficking people that that they'll lose their taste in this work. Let's pray that the Holy Spirit will open their eyes to the glory of Jesus. Let's pray that Jesus puts people in their path to share Christ with them. Second, let's get involved and speak up. And now that we've talked today about the issue of human dignity and sex trafficking, you have an obligation to speak up. It's not enough to learn about this issue and then be silent about it. Instead, I pray that the Holy Spirit would bring conviction to your heart and convince you that you yourself need to speak up on this issue. Don't just you know, listen to and consume this content and then do nothing with it. Instead, as you we finish up this episode, find other good resources like from Tiny Hands International, among others, and learn about it so you can raise your voice against the injustice of pornography. Third, faithfully proclaim the gospel of Jesus. As Christians, we've been saved from sin and to Jesus. We have been given the mandate to fulfill from our commander and the Lord Jesus and the Great Commission. 
While there is much work to be done, we must preach the gospel. And foremost, we must keep the main thing the main thing. We must plead with sinners about the glories of Christ. We must call Christ's followers to be laborers in the harvest field. And let's you and me as God's people commit to preaching the gospel of Jesus. Let's commit afresh to the work of discipleship and the work of the local church. You see, the fight we face is against a real but a vanquished foe in Satan. Let's proclaim the kingship of Jesus and rejoice as God opens eyes, calls people to himself, and and uses them in powerful ways all for his glory and fame. Well, I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the Equipping You in Grace podcast. Uh, I am so thankful for you watching or listening this episode, and I pray that you've been helped and edified and encouraged through uh, listening or watching this episode. And until next Monday and Wednesday, may God richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Equipping You in Grace podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate us on the app, and share this with your friends and family on social media. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Servants of Grace, on Instagram at Servants of Grace, or by searching at Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this episode and many others like it on the front page of our website, servantsofgrace.org.